and welcome to the Living With Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Simone Denny, and I'm here to uncover how we find more joy, greater fulfillment, and deeper purpose in our lives. I will be sharing my own journey, as well as insights from thought leaders and everyday people who are living with purpose and have created a life they truly love. Hello and welcome. It is the holiday season, which for some of us feels very exciting and it's a time of celebration and joy uh, and all those things that it is meant to be at this time of year, Christmas, New Year, lots of celebrating. But really today I want to talk about how we manage the more challenging aspects of this time of year. So this time of year in itself is here, especially in the Southern Hemisphere, as we start to close off the year and start our summer break, it often feels like a bit of a pressure cooker. It feels like all of those unfinished tasks, whether it is at work or at home, seem to uh, create this snowball towards the end of the year where we start to feel like we have to do everything um, before this big deadline happens. So often we feel a little bit more on high alert or that we have a lot of balls in the air at the moment. So I also really want to acknowledge that for many people, this holiday season, this Christmas time is actually something that they dread. Uh, especially those who uh, suffer from social anxiety and, and, you know, this demand to constantly be switched on in social situations or just general anxiety. There is a lot of um, opportunities to feel overwhelmed at this time of year with all these lists of things to do or social engagements or, or other things that we are managing at this time of year. I really also want to acknowledge those who are suffering from addiction. Uh, This time of year is a really big uh, trigger for alcoholics, especially uh, feeling like they need to be participating socially or they're trying to numb out some of the feelings that they don't want to feel inside at this time of year. And everywhere you look, uh, there is an opportunity to be having a drink or drinks are on offer. So it is a really challenging time at this time of year. I want to acknowledge those people who love and support those people with an addiction because this is also a really challenging time for you because it can be very anxiety-inducing to hold the space for somebody who is uh, an addiction. And it can be that feeling of walking on eggshells or not knowing what's going to happen or how somebody is going to behave. Uh, or even if they're going to show up. So I really acknowledge all of those and, and all of the things that sit outside of that too. And, and this is often the side that we don't talk about in, in, our, you know, in our beautiful celebration, which we don't want to let go of, but we really want to acknowledge um, that there are you know, always the shadow side to everything that we do. Today, I specifically want to talk about the triggers that get ignited within us uh, when we spend our holiday time or our Christmas time with family or extended family or even with our in-laws, because this is something uh, that comes up a lot and 
for some reason, it's a time when, you know, many of our family members join together under one roof, which, um, which can be very joyous and very special. But it can also mean that sometimes we revert back to our roles and our ways of being uh, that were how we were back in childhood. And, and some of us are even surprised at our own behavior. So have you ever noticed that, you know, you be can be this perfectly well-adjusted adult in the world, but then when it comes back into your family dynamic, you kind of behave in these ways that don't really feel aligned to who you are, or these aspects of yourself that start showing up that you're almost surprised at yourself. So if you are a friend of mine or you know me well, you know that one of my favorite sayings is one that is by Ram Das, which um, in which he says, if you want, if you think that you're enlightened, go and spend a week with your family. So it doesn't matter how much work we do on ourselves and how much self-awareness we build, the ultimate test is really when we come back into this family dynamic and we feel all of these um, challenges that come up and, and, you know, on top of that is all the uh, external pressures of this time of year. So, so why do we do this? Why do we step into certain parts of ourselves when we come together with family, extended family or in-laws? Uh, so what happens is that we all have aspects of ourselves, parts of ourselves that get stuck in our childhood. We have painful parts. We have parts of ourselves where our emotional needs weren't met or we didn't feel understood or we didn't maybe feel heard or seen or loved or accepted. And maybe it didn't happen even within the family dynamic. Maybe it happened at school. But within that time, there were some of these feelings that come up and they get stuck back there because we don't have the capacity or the ability to process them or understand them on our own at that age. And what happens with some of this pain from the past is that we try to compensate for this pain and we learn survival strategies to help us avoid feeling this pain because who would want to feel that feeling of being alone or not feeling loved or not feeling good enough or seen or heard or whatever that thing is? Why would we ever want to go back to that place? And we start to learn these survival strategies. Um, we overachieve so that we can feel this love and acceptance that we're craving. We learn to people please to make sure that others are happy with us and we're getting that approval. We become super busy all the time so that we don't have to feel what we're truly feeling. We fill every space so that we don't need to feel those gaps within inside ourselves. And these survival strategies, they can have really positive effects on us. They can, they can serve us really well. They can make us achieve a lot and be really liked and loved and all of these things. But there is still a root cause that remains. There's still this pain point in us that is like a little ember in a fire that when it gets prodded a little bit, it starts to inflame and the flame starts. So often when we are back with our family or in that family, extended family dynamic, um, we feel certain things and, and we notice certain behavioral patterns that get displayed that trigger that young girl or boy within us. And we're reminded of the pain that's still there. 
deep in the subconscious usually. Uh, and it's kind of like this rotten tooth where we, we, where we feel the pain, but the pain is so deep. Maybe it's down in the root and we can't really see it, but we can feel it when, we, when, we, when it kind of gets triggered by something. So you will know that when you are, you'll know that you're triggered because you will have a big reaction to something. And sometimes you will notice, wow, that was a, a bigger reaction than I, you know, normally would have about something. And you, everyone's got different ways which they express that reaction. For some people, it might be having a big kind of rage and it might be shouting and you might surprise yourself, or it might mean you start to withdraw, you, you kind of shut down and you stop talking and you go within, and that might be your pattern of noticing your of how you respond to a trigger. Uh, it might be obsessively doing things and kind of perfecting things and, and being busy in that. It's not being able to stop doing things, kind of that almost anxious doingness um, that is also a, a possible response to a trigger. It might be a feeling of just deep sadness that you're carrying when you're, you're feeling triggered by something. Everybody has a different way of responding with, their, with being triggered. So what do you do? when you feel triggered. Okay. So that's probably the biggest question that we have. Yeah. I can see these behaviors. I can see these, you know, usually these situations or these people or these behaviors that they're doing is bringing this feeling up. And what do I do? Because the pattern feels so ingrained. So the first thing that we do is we just notice um, when we feel these uncomfortable feelings. Okay. So we notice what is it that I, I, I'm feeling right now? Because often we don't allow ourselves to feel it and we just divert our attention by trying to numb it out. So we maybe have a drink or we escape into busyness or we maybe become over-controlling or aggressive or we withdraw and we don't even realize that we've just gone through something being triggered in us. So the first step is to go, I'm, I'm going to step into the feeling and let myself acknowledge the feeling that I'm feeling right now. And of course, we don't want to do that because it's not a nice feeling and the brain is always wanting to move towards pleasure. So it's, it's the first step is to stop and to just lean in with curiosity. So we're kind of doing mindfulness here where we're just uh, going, what is it that I'm feeling right now? When, when my sister said that, what is this feeling in my body? What does it feel like? Or when my mom said that or whatever that person is, grandma, whoever it is, just noticing what does it feel like in my body? What is the sensation that this feels like? And just really doing this with curiosity. What's the emotion that's sitting under this feeling? And just take yourself into another room, take yourself away, just give yourself a couple of minutes to process and to be with the difficult feeling. And, and as you move through, obviously this will take, you know, it can take a few minutes. It's just can take a few seconds, uh, but just getting curious, is this a familiar feeling that maybe I've felt in my family before in the past? And just get letting go of any judgment of yourself or of other people, just that curiosity of asking that and, and just perhaps connecting with that younger self of yours, just connecting with how he or she maybe has felt in the past. And you might even want to ask that child part of yourself, what do they need from you right now? What did they need back then? 
what was it that they weren't getting that they would like to receive from you? And then finally, you can ask yourself, what do I need most in this moment? What do I need most in this moment where I'm feeling this, this pain coming up in me and this pattern that shows up every time we come together? Do I need to just go and have a walk in nature? Do I just need to have a breather for five minutes? Do I need to have a hug with my partner or just go and play with my kids? Like really asking yourself, what do I need right now once I've gone through the process of feeling and acknowledging that? And just connect with your breath. That always helps bring us down a few notches, helps us feel safe again, because often what those triggers bring up in us is a feeling of not feeling safe. And really, we want to bring ourselves back into that parasympathetic nervous system and feel that deep sense of safety. So yeah, you won't always be able to do this in the heat of the moment. It is, it's like mastery to be able to manage our difficult emotions and to have the spaciousness within ourselves to go, hang on, what am I really feeling here before I have this big reaction? And big reaction can also be pulling back and going quiet. Um, so this, this is a practice. It's something that we have to start to navigate. And, you know, this is a lot of the work that I teach on living with purpose on the program is how do we navigate this whole aspect of ourselves and move through these, these different triggers and survival patterns. So just even if it, if it happens afterwards, take yourself away and process it, just finding some time to really connect with what has been triggered in me and have those questions of curiosity. So we often feel these types of feelings, you know, towards the end of the year, because also our buffer for, for hard things is kind of worn down over the year. And especially this year, there's been a lot of compounding factors that we've had to deal with all year. And whether that's with lockdown or like the concern and fear about living with a pandemic, uh, just all of the things that we've had to juggle and manage that have been different from other years. It's just acknowledging that, wow, our buffer is already quite low for hard things. So it's quite easy to be triggered by things because maybe we haven't built up that, that, that tolerance at the moment. So just being gentle on yourself, being kind to yourself. It's really a time of years to pull out all of your personal development tools, the meditation, the journaling, movement, being in nature. And really, I encourage you to practice you know, your daily rituals so you can rebuild that buffer and create more space between the stimulus, which is in this case, your family or extended family, and your response to that that trigger, having that gap between the stimulus and response really comes from our daily rituals, our daily practices, and it comes from doing this deep emotional feeling work, which I'm a really, really big advocate for. So I wish you all a really, really beautiful heartfelt <laughs> feeling into your heart, uh, Christmas, New Year, holiday season, whatever you call it in the place that you are in in the world right now. And uh, yeah, please, if you enjoyed this podcast, share it with anyone that you love and share it with your family, put it, uh, post it on Instagram and, and spread the love. Uh, I always also love hearing from you. If you want to find out more about my Living With Purpose program, which starts again next year, or my daily rituals course, where you can start to have 
a little toolkit to work through some of these things, just drop me a line. Um, you'll find me at Simone Denny Wellness, and I'm always up for having a conversation with you. Wishing you a very, very happy end of your year. Thanks for being here.